0: On the cover, the lavish and Furness family table set for dinner. A silver serving tray engraved with the Apex City skyline sits empty in the center, on either side of which rests a candlestick, the bases of which form two silver orbs covered in arcane symbols. Over it all watches Frederick Furness, William's father, with his chin on the back of his hands and a point of fire in each eye. Issue 8, Dinner Bell. Alright, welcome to Issue 8. So we're going to start on Piro. Uh You have just seen Todd Roman uh, on the big screen in the store window kind of really give you a, a really glowing review as a hero. Uh, so I know previously you had been kind of like sad trudging over to Kobi HQ. <laughs> Are you still doing that? Uh,
1: no, I think, I, I think I'm much happier. I think Todd Roman having my back really impacted uh, my
0: mood. Okay, so, so where are you going? Are you still going then to Kopi, or are you going somewhere else, or what is the plan?
1: God, why don't I just go to Kopi.
0: you just going to Kobe? Just <laughs> gonna go to Kopi. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, when in doubt. <laughs> yeah. So along the way, because it's not very far from here, uh, but along the way, you do see a couple other people kind of looking at their phones and then uh, looking over towards you. Everyone is kind of like plugged in here to this situation, oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, and two young fellows. With uh, backwards baseball caps. God. Um, roughy, Ruffians. Uh, these guys are uh, early cool 90s? For me. Yeah, yeah, no, this is like early 90s. Like, uh, <laughs> They they definitely are, to use the parlance of the kids these days, swole. How <laughs> <No, laughs> old are you? Let's <laughs> not answer that
1: question.
0: Um, but they, they, they see you and they kind of move across the street to try and get your attention. They look very happy to have spotted you. What do you do?
1: Uh, all right, let's wave. Hello.
0: And they just kind of wave back, and they and they, they look excited. They look like giant excited puppies, basically. <laughs> giant swole puppies. God damn. It. And one of them's like, are you Pyro?
1: And I, like, shake my head, and then I'm like...
0: And they, like, look at the phone, and they kind of, like, hold it up, and they're like...
1: Yes, thumbs yeah. up. Can we take a selfie? Thumbs up. Yeah, sure. <laughs>
0: so you get a selfie with these two guys, and they're like... We totally saw what you did for Todd. You're awesome. Oh, these are Todd's bros. These are Todd's bro disciples.
1: Wow. <laughs> Todd Roman has power?
0: Todd Roman is an internet celebrity, and Todd's followers internet call themselves bro disciples. Oh,
1: wow. That's so loving. <laughs> these are two of
0: Todd's bro disciples. Nice. And so, like, is there anything that we can help you out with? Are you, like, on a mission right now? Uh, no.
1: I shake my head, and I also mime zipping my lip. As if I cannot talk about it.
0: And they kind of like, they kind of like put their fingers on their nose and be like, oh, we get it, we get it. It's a secret thing. And one of them pulls out like a little card that's got a lot of contact information on it. Like, we know Todd would want to get this to you. And they, they give it over to you. And it's basically got Todd Roman's uh, phone number, email okay. address, Instagram, YouTube channel, uh, Twitter account, Snapchat. Wow.
1: <laughs> nice. He's plugged in.
0: He is. He's, he's really social media savvy.
1: Nice. Good for Todd Rambo. <clears throat> yeah.
0: And they're like, is it okay if we put this on Insta? Uh,
1: sh- I, I shrug. And
0: they're like, well, we wouldn't want to put it on Insta if you don't want us to put it on Insta. Uh,
1: these are considerate bros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they most considerate. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter, not <laughs> What if they geotag it? Uh, I mean, it... I don't think it really matters. I think Ruby's gonna come for me no matter what. So very fair. <laughs> Why not? Doesn't matter.
0: And they go. Okay. Well, look. Uh, I'm Rick. This is my friend Montel. If you ever need anything. Yes. And they and they like write a little number on the back of the card. Bro, cycle's got your back, Pyro. Wow. <laughs>
1: wow.
0: And then they like continue their bro way down the street. This is so
1: touching. This is just. <laughs> this is incredible. So now
0: now you've got a card, um, and they have, after a brief stop to, uh, you know, give you some contact information, take a selfie, and ask if it's okay to put it on Insta. They they leave you about your evening.
1: Nice. What were their names? Uh, Rick Uh, Rick
0: and Montel.
1: Montel. I wrote mortal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They are both mortal, yes. Rick and Montel. You don't know that.
1: I don't know that.
0: Pyro doesn't know that, yes.
2: <laughs> Eventually, all bro-cycles will ascend to the next level.
0: Bro-mortality, yes. Um, Brooklyn, yeah. <laughs> Alright. Bro-mortality. So, <laughs> so you continue along your way that evening. Okay. Um, maybe feeling a little bit better about yourself.
1: My army of bros.
0: <laughs> and the fact that You're at least a, cu- a couple of bros have your back. Meanwhile... We move over to William. You have arrived at the Infernus Tower, uh, which we've established as a pretty sizable, you know, office building that you Mm -hmm. guys have the top four kind of floors on. Correct. I'm assuming there's some sort of, like, high-speed private elevator that gets you guys up there. Naturally. (laughs) Is there elevator music?
2: Uh, Yes, Vivaldi.
0: Vivaldi. Okay. Mm. So, Debbie is just kind of standing in the elevator with you, Uh, Vivaldi's going, and she's kind of, like, happily, like, humming along to it. I'm so glad we're getting to spend this time together.
2: This has just been the most memorable drive of my
0: life. Well, don't say that quite yet. At that point, the elevator dings open on the top floor. Thank God. You are met at the uh, front of the elevator by Bartholomew, your favorite butler. Mm -hmm. And he's got a... Favorite butler. you got to have a favorite. Well, that was was your favorite butler. I didn't know we had more than one. Yes, obviously. I mean, come on. Who's head butler, though. So. Yeah, yes, definitely head butler. Okay. That's okay. important. And he's holding a garment bag, uh, which he offers over Miss Diabolus, um, and she takes that changing room three doors to the left. Uh, she takes the bag and kind of, like, gives a little curtsy to Bartholomew, and then waves at you, see you for dinner, and she heads off down the hallway. And then Bartholomew kind of clears his throat. Your father wishes to see you.
2: Good, I've been wanting to speak with him.
0: And Bartholomew starts heading off down another hallway. He leads you up a couple of flights of stairs to the very top, where there is a full mock-up of, like, a big top circus. Yes. And it's normally something that you guys don't really interact with on a day-to-day basis, because why would you? Mm -hmm. It's more of a status symbol. Um, But that is where your father is waiting. And he is sitting in the stands. The whole thing is blacked out, uh, except for the trapeze. And there is a young fella on the trapeze, currently going through a pretty complicated routine. Um, No net. And your father is just watching this. He looks almost bored. Until you come in, and then he motions over to you.
2: I walk over and sit down next to him.
0: William... I saw some rather disturbing footage this morning. Mm, Yes. Would you mind explaining? I would.
2: At the advice of my brother Eric, I have decided to go public with this whole hero idea. Now, I'm aware that that is not necessarily uh, within my purview, but I do have a plan of how all this is going to go down and what the benefits will be to our family.
0: Do share.
2: So, first of all, the Infernus Corporation recently acquired several tech companies, all of which are under heavy NDAs, and none of their research is remotely public. So the first part of my cover story is to imply that I have a piece of technology, which we're going to call hard light constructs, to make it very clear that what, what I am doing out there is solely under the basis of technology and nothing else. No one's going to argue with that in this city
0: and your your father just kind of nods in agreement. If
2: I go fully public with this, make it very clear that this is a member of the Infernus family out there being part of the hero community, that is nothing but good for our for the PR for this company. I can make it the media loves the hero groups. They absolutely go bonkers for them. It'll give our family a good name. Further, it will also probably make our shareholders Very happy to know that a member of the Infernus family is personally watching out for Infernus businesses.
0: I understand that your... Your heart is in the right place, son. Do you think it appropriate to be seen actively cooperating with, for instance, Kopee? You can't
2: really be a public member of the hero community in this city without playing nice with Kopee. It's just part of the deal.
0: You realize that opens the door for them to come into our world, though. Does it? Why? Of course. If you're a very public hero, people will want to know more about you, where you come from, your living situation, your family history. It invites... Our family
2: history is already fully public. There is no reason why there's nothing on our Wikipedia page (laughs) (laughs) that isn't well known.
0: You understand... There's a difference between being public and being scrutinized. This is true. I'm going to go along with this for now. And he looks up at the trapeze uh, artist. And he doesn't so much snap as he just sort of like clicks his fingers together. Mid-flight, a big fiery portal opens up and the artist just flies through it. And he clicks them again. And it closes. I think it'll be a good distraction. For our family or for myself? For me. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Let's say that I don't like the deal that Balthazar and Furness made all those years ago, and I might be attempting to renegotiate.
2: I understand that.
0: Fine. Was there anything else you needed?
2: Yes. So you invited, uh, Debbie Diviner to dinner,
0: apparently? Debbie Diabolus. Yeah, whatever. And it was your brother, Eric.
2: Oh, uh, Eric. Full of good ideas and bad ones. So... Uh, Debbie Downer wants me to uh, distract you and allow her to get into your office for some sort of object that she seems to feel that I have interest in.
0: He bristles a little bit at that. I appreciate you telling me this. Are you going to take her up on it? Well,
2: that depends on whether you want to let me in on what this object is. Do you know what she's after?
0: I have a suspicion.
2: How bad would it be to let her have it? might be better to let let this play out and hang out and see where she's going with it, rather than uh, just shoot her down right now.
0: He kind of nods as like he's thinking about something. All right, we'll do this your way, son. Whatever she wants, find out what it is, let her have it. We'll see what we do from there. All right, sounds good. I think you should best go get washed up for dinner.
2: Thank you for your time, sir.
0: Speaking of dinner, meanwhile, back at the Darren household. Ah, oh, yes. So... It's kind of getting on towards evening now. Um, it's been really a good six, seven hours since you uh, began your molt. Yes. So, what does that look like at this point? Is Darren more or less out of it, or yes?
3: I or? would say I'm not out of it like out of commission. Like it would be mm-hmm.
0: done at this point,
3: and I would definitely look a little smaller.
0: Okay. Um you said that your cilia would probably be a little bit shorter.
3: Yeah, and I
0: my whole self would be like slightly smaller. Okay. In, until like the new layer grows in. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, but at this point, you're kind of up and about, more Yes, or less. I am
3: my, my, my normal Darren self.
0: Okay. Uh, are you still downstairs, or have you moved up to, with the rest of the family?
3: I think I would have moved up to the rest of the family, um, but I think I would like to talk to Darren yeah. about what happened today. Yeah.
0: Uh, and Officer Darren, when you come up, is um, he's reading in the living room. Uh, he's going over some sort of, it looks like, a rule book. Mm-hmm. You're not really sure what, what's going on there. And <laughs> um, he sits it over on the, on the table when you come up. At this point, I would imagine the Baroness is kind of still outside with the boys. They Probably. They haven't quite come in yet. So you can sort of see out the back that they're throwing pine cones at her from the treehouse. Mm-hmm. And she's making big monster motions. Yeah. Grrr. <clears> Garg.
1: <throat> <laughs> that, that might be copyrighted. Grrr, grrr.
0: <laughs> grrr, blarg.
1: <laughs> ah, ah, ah.
0: Okay, so Darren puts his uh, book down and kind of gives you his attention. And he kind of like holds a hand out. He's like, "Are you okay?"
3: Physically, I am repairing. In inside, I'd feel confused. I feel like there should have been. Why were we alone today? There was no one. You weren't there, and none of the other agents are there. And that's usually.
0: Different. I was I was hoping to talk to you about this uh, over dinner, but. I suppose now is as good a time as any. Take a seat. Okay. We can motions over to the couch. Yeah. Kobe has a lot of resources that the Apex City Police Department doesn't. As the liaison between the two, sometimes I am privy to this. They found something a couple of weeks ago that might be of interest to you. Your spacecraft
3: I was told that it sunk.
0: It did. They drained the swamp. <laughs> oh, God, If realized. Moving on. They drained the bayou, and they dredged it up. It's currently in holding and being studied right now.
3: Can I have it back?
0: I'm trying to orchestrate that.
3: Why wouldn't they give me what was mine? That was my ship.
0: It's also a piece of pretty advanced alien technology that they feel like needs to be studied for the good of humanity. But why wouldn't
3: they tell me? I could have explained many of the technology pieces.
0: They're not sure whether, A, you know how everything works, and B, whether you'd be willing to talk to them. That's why they had me in today, to see if I could maybe tap you for that. But there's a little more. Last night... Uh, Into this morning, they tracked an object coming into Earth's atmosphere. And there are only a couple of pictures. And he pulls over a a piece of paper that's like a printout from a, And he hands it over to you. And it looks very similar to your ship. Someone else is here. Do you know who that is? I think I do. And I think that's a good place to kind of pause that right there. Back to Pyro. So... You've, uh, you've gotten to Kobe at this point, and are you just going to go inside, or what is your plan?
1: Uh, I don't know. I uh, Let's go inside. Why not?
0: Okay. I did not know if you had a particular, like... No, nope, no plan. Just, like, imaginary rocket launch Kobe HQ. I don't know. Um, so you walk in, you just walk in the front door. Yeah, why not? And there's obviously something going on. There's a lot more people here than were last time you were here for your debriefing. Mm-hmm. Um, And they all seem very, very busy. People with, like, files are rushing all over the place. Uh, And there's one really busy receptionist who is basically kind of directing everybody. Wow. Uh, He looks like he's having a real bad day. Oh, no. What do you do?
1: I think I'm going to mime like I'm drinking something. Okay. And then, like, it burned me, so it's hot. (laughs) Ah! Oh, no. And then I'm going to walk over and hand this imaginary cup of coffee To the sad receptionist.
0: And he takes it from you. Uh, He's got a name tag. It says Ben. And he kind of looks at it. He's like, how did you know how I liked it? And he (laughs) takes a sip of this, what to you doesn't look like anything, but to him looks like a very delightful cup of coffee. Can I help you? Oh,
1: man. I just, I don't know. Doing it all. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> I don't know why I'm here. Imagination. So mind no? <laughs> that.
0: It's, okay. it's okay. It's all right. So again, you've come up. You've handed this guy his cup of coffee,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and um, he's
0: asked if he can help you.
1: Uh, I guess I just got into a into a superhero fight a little bit ago. I guess I could probably let them know that the superhero is coming to get me, or the supervillain is coming to get me. Okay, mind that. Are you- so I'm going to pull out. Okay. My cell phone. Okay. And show them the video nice. of me fighting Ruby and be like, look at this.
0: <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, I saw that on Instagram. And he looks at you. Todd Roman is looking for you.
2: Nice. <laughs> I, yeah, no,
0: we don't have any, like, I mean, obviously Todd was by earlier to, to fill out a report, but. um, And he kind of like pushes a button. Agent LaRange? <laughs> And you hear on the other side uh, kind of like a tinny sort of, you know, Charlie Brown, wah, 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 wah <laughs> is, is how the panel okay. is. It's a non-specific. Yes. I, I think there's someone here to see you. And there's a wah, 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 wah. Um, It's down that hall, and he starts pointing you down the hallway where you had your debriefing last time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are you going to go see Agent Marange? Yeah, I mean, why
1: not? Okay.
0: So you head down. She's got an office door. Uh, it is slightly ajar because her door is always open. <laughs> nice. And you can kind of hear her talking with someone inside. Okay. What do you do? Knock. Okay. Uh, and you hear, oh, hold on just a minute. And she gets up. And there's uh, two sets of uh, footsteps over towards the door. And there is a taller African-American um, bright red dyed hair. Uh, man. And she shakes his hand. Thanks for coming in. We really appreciate that. And he walks past you. Uh, and she looks over at you. Come on in. Okay, i walk in. Agent LaRanja's office is cozy as shit. Beanbags? There are definitely beanbags. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. there are, there's like at least one nice reclining armchair. There's like a shelf that is entirely full of stuffed animals. Oh my gosh. Uh, How cozy. Yeah, very cozy. There is a little uh, tea kettle uh, on a stand next to her, next in to her desk. In a cozy. In a cozy, yeah. Uh, and there's little like scones and tea biscuits.
1: Wow.
0: And she kind of points over. At, do you do you need something to drink?
1: No, I shake my head.
0: Okay. And she comes over and she has a seat behind her desk. Um, she kind of like mostly closes the door, so you have a little bit of privacy. And she slips a notepad over towards you. Since I know you don't normally talk out loud, uh, if you have anything that you need to to relate in a more and she 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 actually signs at you or I speak ASL. Oh wow. So what do you what do? What
1: resource she is. <laughs> I'll, I'll just take the notepad. That seems okay. the easiest. Okay.
0: And she sits back and gives you as much time to write down as whatever you want.
1: Okay. I guess I write. I start writing down that uh, I was recently in a superhero fight with Ruby, and that has clearly been on Instagram and everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, and Todd Roman is looking for me, and I, meant, and I heard that the receptionist said that Todd Roman filled out a report. I wonder if I have to fill out a report also? I guess. And if she can point me in the direction of Todd Roman.
0: And she kind of, um, let's start from the bottom up. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Roman, uh, su- such a sweet boy. Uh, he definitely did leave a forwarding uh, contact and she pulls out the same kind of card that you have. Oh, dang. Uh, just for any way that you want to get in con- And she flips it over. And there's also a phone number on the back of that nice. as well. Um, definitely said it was okay to give it to you. You don't have to fill out a report. We're not a, um, we're not an enforcement agency. We just monitor. uh, We oversee. So any information that you feel comfortable sharing with us, we would definitely be okay with taking from you. Um, But you don't have to share that information. I don't have any authority to make you. Okay. So let's, who's Ruby?
1: I, I write that it would take too long to explain fully. But they are coming for me again. And I do not want Kofi's help.
0: Well, obviously, if you don't want our help, we... we Again, we're just here to oversee and maybe offer some direction. Uh, we're not some sort of, you know, super group response team. Uh, we We do have holding yeah. cells because some people are dangerous, and until they can be transferred to the proper authorities, it's safer to keep them here. Is your friend Ruby one of those dangerous individuals?
1: Not if I'm around.
0: Well... I, I hope you understand that even if you don't want Kobe's help in an official capacity, and she kind of look, points over the door, I'm always available. <laughs> I don't do a whole lot of field work myself these days. And she kind of like holds up an arm. And it, it's worth remembering that she is built like a bodybuilder. Nice. She is huge. Nice. But I, I do occasionally step out for special cases. And I do feel like your case is kind of special.
1: Oh,
0: And she kind of uh, reaches into her desk and shuffles around a little bit. And she pulls out a stack of envelopes. Your parents have been writing me nonstop. Oh, no. And I thought these should kind of make it to you, uh, since I was more likely to see you than they were. Oh! Oh.
2: (laughs) Sick burn, bro.
1: Right? (laughs) That really hurt me. (laughs)
0: Oh, <laughs> do, do you need to take a powerful blow now? <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, if that hurts your emotions. Yeah, it, go for it. Oh, uh, Okay, what is it? It's two die. Plus
0: conditions marked.
1: Ooh, okay, so I got insecure marked. That's a two, six,
0: eight. Eight. All right, so that is a partial. Wait,
1: uh, is it seven if I only have one condition marked? It'd be a seven. Yeah. Seven, okay, seven so that, that's, right. still a se-
0: that's still a seven to nine. So go ahead and look at that on take a powerful blow, that seven to nine list.
1: Mm. All right, I'll give ground.
0: Okay. So, what does that look like? Oh,
1: uh, I take the letters? Yeah, I
0: think that works. Um, so, yeah, you have a stack of five or six letters from your parents. Um, they're still sealed. She hasn't opened them and read them. Um,
1: are they to her or are they to me? They're to you.
0: Whoa. Yeah. They're they're all addressed to uh, you. Do you need to mark potential on taking a powerful blow? Uh, no. If you If you, if fail, you succeed. If yeah. you fail. Succeeding does not. Yeah, I know succeeding taking powerful low is a bad thing. It's yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. it's the only case where that's the case. <sighs> All right. So yeah, you you take the letters, um, and at that Thank point, LaRange, uh, there's another call at her desk, uh, which is again in that kind of Ben's like uh, I, I don't want to I don't want to bother you, but I think I think you have another another person here to see you, and she kind of like pushes the note. Uh, ju- just a moment, Ben. Send them out. Give me just a sec. Um, and she looks over at you. Seriously, if there's anything that I can do to help you, I just want you to know, even in an unofficial capacity, I I'm here for you.
1: Okay, uh, like nod my head.
0: Okay. Uh, well, I won't I won't keep you any longer. But if you again, and she kind of points over at the door, and she stands up to kind of like walk you over to the door, and she reaches out a hand to, to sort of shake with you. Sure. Yeah.
1: Shakes. Okay. Shake
0: hands. When you touch her hand with your hand that has like that black spot on her, when she pulls away, you notice it's on her hand now.
1: Oh no. <sighs> Uh, And she doesn't What have you done? I don't know what
0: I've done! She hasn't noticed it yet um, But you definitely do Uh... And she says Okay So Take care of yourself And hopefully I'll hear from you soon Okay? Okay And uh, as you leave There's a young boy With like lizard scales All over his body And like like yellow slitted eyes Nice And she goes Oh Robert Come on in
1: Uh,
2: (laughs) And now she's gonna Shake hands with him (laughs) Spread the Black to him as well. And the whole city is going to be infected, and it's your fault.
1: I only had so much information,
0: and I would like that to be known. You have just learned a new thing, haven't you? Yes, I have.
2: All right. Wear gloves.
0: Meanwhile, don't, why, you're a mime. Why don't
2: you have gloves on
0: anyway? Meanwhile, <laughs> I don't know.
1: The only thing that's required is mime face. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> you definitely have mime face. Meanwhile, back at the Infernus household, so everyone has sat down to dinner. Uh, Debbie is sitting next to you in a uh, very modest kind of cocktail dress.
2: That's very out of character for her.
0: I mean, you've only met her twice. You have no idea what's in character for her at this point. Oh, I know. I've judged her. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see if you were correct in your judgment. There's the usual polite conversation, um, you know, like, how is school going, you know, what What are you studying? How are you fitting in? Um, Your father asks her if she's settling in well because he knows that she's from, you know, out of town. Is there anything that you particularly care to get out of this dinner, or are you just going to kind of go along until it's over?
2: Yeah, I'm just making a polite conversation. I okay. don't know. All
0: right. Bar- uh, Barty wheels out an entire salmon um, with, like, just roasted vegetables all around it. Uh, there's there's lots of little dipping sauces. It all looks very very fancy.
2: Thank you, George Iron Martin. <clears throat> uh,
0: you gotta describe food sometimes. <laughs> and uh, your father very pointedly carves the head off. And shoves it in his mouth. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Frederick and Furnace loves heads. Ooh, there's a power play. <laughs> That's a power move ever you saw like the <laughs> entire entire salmon head. Those things are big. First he <laughs> heads it and then just <laughs> heads the mouth. You know? Oh, God. After after dinner, your brother Eric kind of like stretches pointedly and looks over at you. Well, little brother, I think I need to turn in for the night. And he looks over at your parents. Uh, mother, father, could I speak with you for a moment? And he walks them over into the uh, separate room, leaving you and Debbie alone. Ooh. And Debbie is kind of like... Because, again, your family is wealthy enough that, uh, that, you know, wine is a thing, and they don't care that you kids are as technically underage. Wow. They're kind of European about this.
3: Do they have, like, in Richie Rich, where they have cell phones to talk to other ends of the table, so yes. he has to, like, pull out a cell phone to talk to her <laughs> at the other end...
0: There's a reference. ...of the table? <laughs> I like that image, But... No? Okay, that's fine. That's cool too. I like it. So, Debbie. And she's kind of like swishing a little red wine in a glass. Mm. I uh, had to call
2: in a favor with Eric to get that done. He thinks I want to take you upstairs for some reason. So, (laughs) let's
0: make this quick, shall we? She sort of sips at it and puts the glass back on the table. Yeah, let's get going. Uh, Lead on.
2: So we're going to, I believe the request was Father's office?
0: Yep. Okay. It was to the study. So you get her St- there. Um, the door is unlocked, which is not normal. So on the inside, she closes and kind of locks the door and starts poking around at the bookshelves. Kind of to tell me what you're <laughs> looking for? Well, Diviner said that one of these was a, a trick switch. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out which one that is. And she is looking in probably the wrong section. You know what section it's in. Are you going to help in this?
2: Sure, why not?
0: So you at least know which section it is. I want you to go ahead and roll to uh, appraise the situation. Uh, It's plus superior.
2: Nice. That'd be a nine.
0: All right, so I think on a seven to nine.
2: Okay, so.
0: If you're looking for how to activate that switch that leads to that hidden uh, hallway. I already know that, though. You know what section it is. You don't know what book your dad used. Because he explicitly put himself between the two of you. Oh, okay. So you don't know how actually how that works. What here can I use to blank is always a good way to find that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Yeah. But you do technically... I can have... point her in the right direction. Yeah. Um, it's actually The Old Man in the Sea, funny enough. <laughs> Ugh. Right? It's the one no one would ever pick. Yeah.
3: Uh... <laughs> it always sucks. That's why. <laughs>
0: So she pulls that down, and that hallway that is longer than it should be kind of appears behind the bookshelf. Mm -hmm. And she starts heading down it, and as she goes, she's looking over at the pictures of your ancestors along the hallway. Hot, not, hot, not, 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 ooh, real hot, um, until eventually she gets to the end, and she looks up at the picture of uh, Balthazar and Furnace on his own stretched skin. Um, And she goes, hot. There are a few things different about this place since the last time you came here. The um, There's that little kind of altar in the middle of the room that has five candles around it. They're all lit at this point. There are a bunch of little alcoves along the walls that, like, some of them were full of cigars. Some of them were full of, you know, like, pieces of food, like, little offering nooks. Mm-hmm. In two of those are the two boxes you and your dad took when you went to meet uh, Diviner and Auntie Toxin. Okay. And it's one of those that she kind of makes a beeline for. It's the one that you were holding. And she kind of takes it to the altar, and opens it up. And inside, there's a little silver orb covered in arcane symbols. And she very gently reaches in and picks that up. And she kind of holds it over and looks at you. Do you know what this is?
2: Looks like an orb covered in arcane symbols. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it does, doesn't it? But your dad didn't tell you what it does, did he? He did not. And she very gently, like, flicks it. And you can feel the room shake. They're called void chimes.
2: That seems unsafe. Very. Cool.
0: One of them can bring down a building. If you strike two of them next to each other and she points at the two across from each other, you could level a city block. You know what all five of them together can do?
2: I'm guessing most of a city or a continent.
0: And she closes Just depending the box. on how big we want to get here. Yeah, there's a lot of stories about sunken continents, like Atlantis, for instance. Oh, nice. And she very carefully locks the box. Your dad is gathering bees. Okay. He's got two of them in the same room already.
2: Yeah, it's just a city block. We can rebuild it.
0: What do you think he'll do when he's got all five?
2: Threaten to sink a
0: continent? Your dad doesn't seem like the threatening type.
2: You didn't grow up with him.
0: No, I've been to more of those meetings than you have. There there used to be six people involved. There are two now. It's your dad and Auntie Toxin. Yeah? Your dad doesn't make threats. He just does things. William, look, I can read thoughts, right? I can skim surface thoughts. I can't tell exactly what you're thinking. I know you don't trust me, and part of that's why I like you a lot. Like, look, to be perfectly honest, when I meet boys my age, they don't tend to think about a whole lot. (laughs) Your first thought when you saw me was, I don't trust that person. That's pretty factual, yeah. That is refreshing. You don't seem to me like the kind of person who would cause that level of destruction, even for personal gain. And if you're the kind of person that can sit by while your dad does that, Then maybe I've misjudged you, but I don't think I have. I just thought you would want to know this, and seeing it in action, that was a light tap.
2: Hmm. So is that all you wanted to
0: tell me? I mean, for now, yeah.
2: Just these little little marbles that can...
0: Yeah, also I'm stealing this one.
2: Now we've got an issue. Okay.
0: And she just kind of uh, puts it in a little bag that she has. She's got a little purse with her.
2: Hmm. I'm not so sure I'm good with that, Abby.
0: Well, William?
2: How about this? I don't trust you. Mm -hmm. This has been established. Oh, yeah. So, as you can imagine, we're not here because I managed to distract my dad. I'm sure you figured that out as well.
0: I knew there was something going on, yeah.
2: So how about this? I'm going to say that you walked out with that. Fair enough. But you're not going to. You're going to give it to me.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm And what are you going to do with it?
2: I'm going to keep it hidden from my father so that he can't level a continent.
0: Do you have a place to hide it? I can certainly manage to find one. And she kind of, let's get out of this room. It kind of creeps me out.
2: This is my family history. My family creeps you out?
0: Mm, I mean, yeah, a little bit. That's fair. (laughs) A creepy family. And so she starts heading back down the hallway. She still hasn't actually given you the box. I want you to go ahead. And, yeah. I want you to go ahead and provoke someone because this is something that you can. Uh, a, this is the thing you do to get someone to do what you want them to.
2: Provoke, provoke. Yes. I have a negative to provoke right now. Yes, too.
0: So, well, if it makes you feel any better, you can go ahead and write this down. You have influence over Debbie. That gives you plus one. Mm-hmm.
2: That's something. Do I know anything about her? I know she's a psychic.
0: You know she's a psychic, and she has some uh, sorcery. Past that, you know her name is Debbie Diabolus.
2: Are you sure it's not Diviner?
0: It is Debbie Diabolus. You sure it's not Downer? It's Diabolus. Okay, you say so.
2: <laughs> uh, does it look like there is any chance that she is, uh, will actually give it to him, or she's, she's going to make a break for it?
0: She's kind of on the edge. She wants to trust you. Okay. She just doesn't know if she can. So if you could maybe somehow prove to her that, you know, she can trust you, that would, that would help.
2: Let's keep walking out for the time being then before okay. I provoke.
0: Okay. So you get out um, to your dad's study. Um, and she's still kind of got that and she's, you know, adjusting her hair a little bit. I think it's probably a, a good idea if, uh, if I head home at this point. I don't want to stick around too long.
2: Debbie. Um,
0: how about you walk me home? How far is your home? Not too far.
2: And we want to play this on your turf. Why?
0: And she kind of looks around your dad's office. Uh, cause I don't know if your dad has any means of magically spying on us.
1: Hmm.
2: I don't think so, but... I guess
0: I don't really know. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he tells you a whole lot.
2: Rub it in, why don't you? I mean... (sighs) Alright, fine.
0: Alright, and so I think with you guys uh, heading downstairs to get walked home is where we will end that particular session.
2: Masks, A New Generation, is written for Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of family drama and demons, both personal and literal. Check it out. The Baroness is played by Christina. Pirro is played by Lenny. You can find her on Instagram at incognitotuba. William Infernus is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at nanchitsu. Apex City is GM'd by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Ash Brandt. Find them on Twitter at Cinder underscore Brandt, on Instagram at Brandt.ash, and on Tumblr at Kimmons. Find us on Stitcher, Google Play, or your podcatcher of choice. Follow us on Twitter at Apex City Cast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next issue.